Welcome to Sunday Commentary, a weekly program designed to break open the Sunday Scripture readings. Join us as we listen to God's Word and seek to grow in our love and understanding for the good news in our lives. And now, Sunday Commentary with Kevin Doran and Carla Wehrman. The liturgical scripture readings for the 14th Sunday in Ordinary Time. A reading from the book of the prophet Ezekiel. As the Lord spoke to me, the Spirit entered into me and set me on my feet. And I heard the one who was speaking to me say to me, Son of man, I am sending you to the Israelites, rebels who have rebelled against me. They and their ancestors have revolted against me to this very day. Hard of face and obstinate of heart are they to whom I am sending you. But you shall say to them, Thus says the Lord, And whether they heed or resist, for they are a rebellious house, they shall know that a prophet has been among them. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our responsorial psalm, Our eyes are fixed on the Lord, pleading for His mercy. Our eyes are fixed on the Lord, pleading for His mercy. To you I lift up my eyes who are enthroned in heaven, as the eyes of servants are on the hands of their masters. Our eyes are fixed on the Lord, pleading for his mercy. As the eyes of a maid are on the hands of her mistress, so are our eyes on the Lord, our God, till he have pity on us. Our eyes are fixed on the Lord, pleading for his mercy. Have pity on us, O Lord, have pity on us, for we are more than sated with contempt. Our souls are more than sated with the mockery of the arrogant, with the contempt of the proud. Our eyes are fixed on the Lord, pleading for his mercy. A reading from the second letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Brothers and sisters, that I, Paul, might not become too elated because of the abundance of the revelations, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, an angel of Satan, to beat me, to keep me from being too elated. Three times I begged the Lord about this, that it might leave me, but he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you. For power is made perfect in weakness. I will rather boast most gladly of my weaknesses, in order that the power of Christ may dwell with me. Therefore, I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and constraints, for the sake of Christ. For when I am weak, then I am strong. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus departed from there and came to his native place, accompanied by his disciples. When the Sabbath came, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many who heard him were astonished. They said, Where did this man get all this? What kind of wisdom has been given to him? What mighty deeds are wrought by his hands? Is he not the carpenter, the son of Mary, and the brother of James and Joseph and Judas and Simon? Are not his sisters here with us? And they took offense at him. Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor except in his native place and among his own kin and in his own house. So he was not able to perform any mighty deed there apart from curing a few sick people by laying his hands on them. He was amazed at their lack of faith. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Hey, Kevin, we are here to celebrate the 
Independence Day, in addition to the 14th Sunday in Ordinary yes. Time. Yes, happy 4th of July to you and all of our listeners. Happy 4th of July. Amazing celebration. <laughs> yes, it is. And I would like to begin with a prayer that I found on the website for the Benedictine Sisters Sacred Heart Monastery in Yankton, South, Car- South Dakota. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Father of all nations and ages, today we rededicate ourselves to your service and to the works of justice and freedom for all. As you have called us from many people to be one nation, help us to give witness in our lives and in our life as a nation to the rich diversity of your gifts. Grant that under your providence, our country may share your blessings with all the peoples of the earth. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Uh, Wonderful prayer. Thank you very much for that. And of course, on this celebration, I would like to go and uh, remind folks about the Declaration of Independence. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, and that they are endowed by their Creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Folks, we need to denounce all those people who say and act to divide our country, whether they divide by skin color, whether they divide by biological sex. Folks, it is, as Americans, we hold values and ideals, and that's what makes us unified as Americans. We are not Americans by bloodline, we are Americans by value. And the United States of America. That's exactly right. A republic, right? Exactly. And and I do want to read uh, just a, a quick excerpt from the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops. Uh, back in 2012, they had a committee for religious liberty. And if you want to look that up, the title is Our First Most Cherished Liberty. It says this, We are Catholics, we are Americans, and we are proud to be both. Grateful for the gift of faith, which is ours as Christian disciples, and grateful for the gift of liberty, which is ours as American citizens. And then it goes on and says, of particular concern are certain attempts being made to limit that most cherished of American freedoms, the freedom of religion. So it says here in summary, uh, we need an engaged, articulate, and well-informed Catholic laity endowed with a strong critical sense against the dominant culture and the courage to counter secularism and how important that is today for us to embrace the, not only the teachings of Christ, but how that really brings up um, his teachings in our secular laws today, how important that is and how important it is to recognize that on this birth, you know, the recognizing and celebrating the birth of our nation. Indeed. So it is very important. So we will go ahead and move into our readings today. Uh, The first one is from Ezekiel. Um, We're reading from Ezekiel chapter 2 today, and as a bit of a background, he received a vision of God in chapter 1, and then was called to be a prophet in chapter 2, and that's where we pick it up. Yes, indeed. God commissioned the prophet Ezekiel to prepare his people for the devastation that would um, befall Jerusalem. And it was sometime between the years 593 to 586 B.C., that was that the Israelites were taken captive by King Nebuchadnezzar, and that's when God called Ezekiel to serve as a prophet while they were still in 
captivity. Mm -hmm. I want to point out some of the tie-ins, though, between the message we hear in this first reading and the message in the gospel reading. In both readings, we hear about hard-hearted people, people who have already made up their minds about how they want to live their lives, people who have decided they already have all the answers. And look at the world today. There is an ever-growing outcry from the amoral masses, those who not only reject the Catholic Church teachings, but out of hatred and arrogance demand that the Church reposition her stance on non-negotiable precepts. That's like trying to change the law of gravity. The precepts of the Church aren't just made up man-made rules and guidelines. The precepts of the Church are based directly on the law of God. And Ezekiel faced that kind of opposition. No matter how the people of his day and age rejected his message, they could not get him to sell out to the popular culture. They were not able to pressure him to conform to their lifestyle. He not only remained faithful to God, he also didn't quit. His soul was so conformed to the will of God that abandoning his mission just wasn't an option. <laughs> no, even though it says here, hard of face and obstinate of heart are they to whom I am sending you. Yeah, so Boy, that I'm, sounds I'm, like today. I'm warning you ahead of time, right? Yeah. <laughs> but the amazing thing is, like you were saying here, Ezekiel was accepted by some, but rejected by many. Mm -hmm. But the important part here, and to really follow up on what you're saying here, Ezekiel's success did not depend on the listener's reaction, right? but rather his obedient proclamation of God's word. That is where his success lied. We need to also live and preach the gospel even when it is difficult. And we feel like many people are not listening to us, but we know we're going to touch the hearts of some, and that's going to be very important to do. And the new um, ammunition, so to speak, seems to be by putting a label. You know, if you're preaching oh, out sure. truth and all, we're going to label you, yes. you know, whatever it is to make it... Um, non you know exactly if i can yeah if i can yes. label you or if mm -hmm. i can just shout louder than you mm -hmm. then i can discount you right and, and what a poor um logical fallacy that is and, and it's really hard to kind of bring back i would say rational discourse anymore so we really have to focus on bringing back that truth and charity and being like the religious liberty document said having an articulate well-informed laity is so important and not quitting even when it means that you know we're gonna someone's gonna cancel you or whatever you know i mean there are yes. uh, there are prominent figures who are facing that every day yes. in our society those who are brave enough to speak the truth and yes. they are facing the backlash yes exactly exactly uh let's go ahead you know the uh responsor responsorial psalm really struck me today because there were these two lines the eyes of the servants are on the hands of their masters, and the eyes of the maid are on the hands of her mistress. And, and that really struck me this time because I thought, well, why are they watching their hands? Why aren't they just listening to what they say or, or that sort of thing? To me, they're watching their master and mistress's actions. It's what they do, right? That tells them, okay, the way my the way my master or my mistress are acting is the way I know how to react. And I really think that's a very important point to say, hey, we need to follow the actions of the church and, fall and, and follow those closely in line with the true teachings of the church. Follow the actions, follow the hands of our church, and we certainly will be, uh, like Ezekiel, rejected by many, but accepted by some. 
You're very good, yeah. Well, let's go ahead in the second reading today. Uh, boy, Paul <laughs> is writing to the Corinthians. He has a lot to say in a, in a little bit of uh, space here, didn't he? <laughs> he sure does. And this is just such a beautiful expression of his complete abandonment to the will of God. St. Paul describes how human weakness has caused him to suffer. But the remarkable part about this is that he's really not complaining. He is actually pointing out how he knows that God has given him this affliction as a way to keep him humble. And it just gets better. He shares how he actually finds consolation in this affliction. Now imagine that, being so connected to the heart of Christ that he's even consoled when he is suffering. And he tells us how he's able to do this. It is in a complete and total to surrender to Jesus. That's where he relinquishes everything to Jesus and he becomes weak to his own will and submissive to God's will alone. And this is true for all of us. When our hearts are filled up with our own glory, there just isn't any room left for the glory of God. <laughs> very true. And you said something I thought very important there, complete and total surrender Jesus, because that by definition will make you countercultural. But Christ's message is countercultural. His, his wisdom flips worldly teaching on his head. What does the world say? Be self-sufficient. What does Christ say? My grace is sufficient for you. What does the world say? Boast in your strengths. What does scripture say? Boast most gladly of my weaknesses, right? The world says, boast about the gifts you've been given. And yet Paul again says, there's been a thorn in my flesh, which has been given to me. You know, we learn that we are mortal, infirm, and dependent. The world teaches us to be selfish and prideful, but we need to boast in our weaknesses because that allows the glory, the majesty, and the power of God to be seen and shown. And that's why that's so important. It sure is, yeah. Well, let's finish up with the gospel today. Okay, well, we hear that um, on the Sabbath, Jesus went to the synagogue and he began to teach. Now, whatever it was that Jesus told the people must have been something very remarkable, likely even something very controversial, because we hear that the people were astonished and that they took offense at him. So it was possibly, probably, that Jesus touched on certain areas of moral laxism and maybe habitual sinful behavior, and they were offended by what Jesus said. And just to make sure that they didn't walk away with too much guilt, those people then immediately began to discredit Jesus by questioning his authority and pointing out that, after all, wasn't Jesus just an ordinary son of an ordinary carpenter? But I think an important takeaway about this is that Jesus did this in his own hometown. He didn't try to win a popularity contest by telling people what they wanted to hear or by condoning bad acts. He spoke courageously out of truth and love despite what they would say about him. And this should be a challenge to us. We should respond to challenges that we face in our own families, in our own communities, and resist going down the easy path of going along just to get along, especially when it means compromising or even abandoning the truth. Amen. Amen. You've been listening to Sunday Commentary with Kevin Doran and Carla Wehrman, produced at the studios of Modern Day Radio. For more information about this show, go to moderndayradio.com. That's M-A-T-E-R-D-E-I radio.com. 